2 Corinthians chapter 12 tonight. Uh, I'll do a little bit of reading and then give you the thought of what I have tonight. Verse number 1 in chapter 12, it said, It is not expedient for me, doubtless the glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such and one caught up in the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. How that he caught up in the paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for man to hear other. Of such one Will I glory, yet, my, of, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. Unless I should be exalted above measures, through the abundance of the revelation there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, and that he might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in necessary, necessities, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Let us pray tonight. Father, we just ask you to touch hearts and lift us up and encourage us when we can. Lord, help us open our hearts and minds to the words that we need to hear tonight. Father, we'll praise you. We'll glorify you. Empty me yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. As we read in the text tonight, I find that Apostle Paul is talking about his infirmities. He's talking about his buffering. He's talking about having no strength. He's talking about the grace that was given to him, the strength of need in time of need. And we find that Paul sought the Lord that God might remove it, that God might take it away from him. And there's a lot of speculation on what this was that Paul was going through. There are some that say he was losing his eyesight and it was causing him a burden. Paul was weak. He was frail. But if you study the life of Paul, I believe it goes a lot deeper than just having failing eyesight. I think that it goes a lot deeper than just having a few, few minor sufferings uh, along the way. I find that he was fighting an enemy. He was fighting Satan himself. The buffering has come against him. We're stronger than Paul was himself. I know tonight that many of you may be going through some things in your life. You may be struggling and many have infirmities in their life. Many have uh, things that are facing them this hour. And we all in our bodies are not made to handle the stress our, our bodies are not made to handle the pain our bodies are not made to handle the struggles of life our bodies are not able to take on that greater weight and we realize we cannot handle anything in this 
old frail, frail body that we have. Paul realized the great battle and fight that he was facing. He realized if he could, he could handle it, he would have not needed God in his life. If he could do it, he would not need God, the Word of God in his life. But what he did realize was that he was too weak to handle it. But he knew the one that was greater. He knew the one that was greater than him. That could lift him up. That could uh, give him the strength that he needed in the time of need. Even in the time of his greatest weakness. I find that he knew that if he could handle it, if he could have done it on his own, and it's like you and I, if we can do it on our pride sometimes builds up in our life. Pride will begin to grow rapidly in our lives when we think that we can do it and we don't need God. Pride can build up in his life and in his heart. And we know what pride does to man. It pride destroys. It will take a man down. That's why God allowed this infirmity that's why God allowed Satan to send this buffet against him because he knew that Paul could not do it in his own strength. And if he thought he could, he could, he would have been destroyed. But what God did, he got Paul weaker than he had ever been before in his life. He got Paul to the very bottom. He got Paul into the position that Paul, only the way he could look was up. And Paul looked up to one that has the strength and to make him strong in that great hour of need that Paul needed. I find that Paul was a man that endured problems. He endured stress. He, it, was not, uh, it was not in his ability, it was not in his strength that brought him through it and above it. But he knew that it was one that was stronger than him. And he knew it was the strength of God. Preaching on this thought tonight, are you weak enough? Are you weak enough? Because you can't get the strength that uh, you need. You can't get the strength that you uh, need to possess in life until you get so weak that you realize you cannot take another step. You cannot take another breath. You cannot move one ounce. And that, that very weakness is in your life. We've had the weaknesses in our life. We have come weakness in our life an hour and after hour. You may be going through some buffering of the Satan. Satan may be after you. And he brought something your way and it's gotten you beaten down. The COVID has all kinds of different symptoms. Some had no symptoms and some faced a lot of symptoms. But the common symptom of all of them was the loss of taste. The loss of taste. Nothing tastes right. Nothing tastes good. And, and what I believe is what's happening in our churches today is that we've lost the taste for God's Word. We've lost the taste 
a living uh, a little bit more. We've lost uh, that taste for God in our lives. Uh, and we maybe give up. Uh, uh, God has given up us and we lost the taste of God in our lives. But may God give us our, that taste back. May God give us that desire uh, for the word of God in our weakness, in our very moment of weakness tonight, that God will give us that desire back in our hearts one more time. I find that there are blessings that come out of these bufferings that COVID symptoms had. There, there were fatigue, the aches of the body, Headaches, confusion, trouble, breathing. These people that went through that they had the symptoms, they were weak. But here spiritually, I believe that the devil has tried to take everything out of you spiritually tonight. He tries to give you a headache, a, a body ache. He's trying to make you lose the taste for God's word and taste of God. He has you trouble breathing. You're so weak enough that God may give you the strength and the hour to just move. I want to just give you for a few minutes thoughts on God knows how to counterbalance our life tonight. So that we don't trip the scales of pride in our lives tonight. And I believe that's what Paul is trying to tell us tonight in this scripture here. Paul is trying to say God uses suffering in different ways in our lives. God uses the infirmities. He will send that suffering to you in your life for it to bring out something. And I believe there's three lessons that Paul shows us in the scriptures that we need to get a hold of. And apply it to our lives. First of all, God sends those infirmities when there's sin in your life. Sometimes there will be sickness. Uh, sometimes there will be trouble. It will come your way because of the sin that's in your life. And God has to put that, uh, put that hold in your life. To get you to realize that it's uh, not the sin that's going to help you, but the Savior, the one that died for you, the one that's going to help you. Sometimes suffering comes our way to discipline us and to strengthen us. I, I, I love playing basketball in high school. Love playing the games on game day. I just love it. You got all the attention from everybody else at school on Friday night. You're going out there. But I hated basketball Monday morning because Monday afternoon we had to go to practices and we we go through about a three-hour practice and you're sweating you have to take these salt pills because you felt like you was going to collapse and fall down and not get up and and there's been several times I'll be standing at the end of the court bent over saying this is going to be my last one I'm not doing this no more and when you think it's over, then he could blow his whistle. All right, line up. And I think, whoa, it's over. I get to take a shower. I'm going home. I'm going to rest up. Then we start doing suicide drills. I don't know if you know what a suicide drill is, but it ain't. No, it's suicide. It's suicide. You have to run to a certain amount of court, run back, run to a certain amount of court, run back, run to a certain amount of court, run back. Well, you do these for an hour. Your legs turn rubber. And then he blows the whistle, and I'm about ready to give up. I'm about ready to quit, and I'm about ready to throw. And he blows the whistle and says, hey, we're done. We're going to be done. 
run it five more times. There are many days that I, 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 I wanted to quit basketball. But I, but I learned that uh, the reason why we went through all those things, all those drills that went, it, it built stamina, it built discipline in our life. And God is doing the same way. God is allowing infirmities, uh, God is allowing things to come to your life, the, the trouble, the pain, the heartache, to build up your discipline in your life that you search out the Word of God. We could not have performed on the court if we had not went through that week of practicing. God is telling you, you cannot go through this life if you don't go through that practicing, if you don't go through those periods of time of trouble and sorrows and heartaches and trials that come on you. God is telling you, it builds up discipline in your life that you just don't throw your hands up and say, I quit, I'm walking away. Because we see that too many Christians are walking away from God because they're not disciplined enough. That's the same way with the Lord. He brings bufferings against your life. He brings trials, difficulties. And sometimes they hurt. And sometimes you don't feel like waking up and taking another breath and take another step. But God is using that suffering to strengthen you. He's using that to show discipline in your life because he knows the battle is coming. But remember, the battle is the Lord's. He's the one that gives you the victory through our weakness. It's not through our strength. It's not through our abilities. But God gives our victories to us through our weaknesses. I find suffering that he uses not only uses in the sin that's in your life to discipline you and to strengthen us, but it also keeps you from sinning. I believe God uses this in Paul's life, keeping him from sinning. He kept him humbled. You see, when you're hurting, it's sometimes hard to pray. When you're going through a trial, it's, it's hard to uh, read God's word. Paul prayed three times about this. He went to the Lord about this. And a lot of times when we prayed with the sufferings and the troubles that we have in our life, we pray this way, God, take this from me. God, remove this trial from me, this heartache from me. Remove this suffering from me. Then you find yourself praying, remove Satan. Remove what he's buffering me. We, we want to escape from whatever we're going through. We want to get through it as quick as we can. Uh, we don't want a part of it. But when you realize you're, it's not going away, it's not going anywhere, then we learn to pray, God, help me to endure the trial that I'm in. Help me to go through this trial. What he, well, like Sheila just sang the same uh, song she just sang. What he brought you through, he's going to bring you through. 
God is letting allowing these trials come your way to strengthen you, to discipline, to keep you humble that you're always seeking Him and not yourself. Amen. Trials are not going anywhere. God gives him the ability. God gave him the strength. And that's what we need in this hour of darkness of our life. God's strength, God's ability, God's power, not ours. And I think about there is a prayer that we submit unto. You see, when he submitted unto the sufferings, when he, he said, oh, yes, the sufferings are here. They're not going anywhere. We simply say that the suffering has now become our servant. That God gets all the glory. No matter what comes my way, no matter what falls on me, it's not about me. It's all about him. He's going to get the glory. What we go through in this life may be painful. What we do in the suffering and persecution and sickness, everything that we go through, it's not about us. It's all about bringing God the glory. It's about giving Him the glory. That's, what he, that's why He died for you and I. He, he, he has set a light in the world, you and I. And we're to walk with Him and glorify Him in this world no matter what comes upon us. It, it, the worst thing that anybody can see in this world is see a, a so-called Christian going through persecution and walling up dying in it. God said that's when you strength. That's when you're at your weakest. That's at your weakest moment that I can feel you. I can step in. But too many give up. To understand Paul's suffering, you have to understand the pain is real. He, he talks about it, a thorn and a buffet. We think about a thorn. We think, when we think about thorns, we think about a rose bush with the thorns. It's hard to get in there because when they stick you, they're painful. I've, I've been stuck with plenty of them. It can be painful. This thorn here is not like that kind of thorn. It's not what Paul's talking about. It refers to a sharpened wooden stake. That it's almost like it's just jabbing him and stabbing him. It's almost like it's impaling him. That's what Paul is talking about. That word buffet means to strike with a fist or to mistreat. Paul's saying that this thorn is mistreating me, it's beating me, it's impaling me, it hurts and it's not going away. What Paul was doing is enduring here. He had been beaten. He'd been beaten with a fist. A stake was stuck into him. You can read chapter 11. You go see what all Paul had went through. What Paul endured. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. Paul suffered for the gospel of Christ. And all that Paul went through, we did not find that he quit. He did not give up. He did not complain. He kept going for the glory of God. There is going to be some pain in our life. And you've got to understand that pain. God gets the glory out of our pain, out of our suffering. Amen. 
That's why we should never complain about what we're going through. If we lift God up, and no matter what you're going through, you lift God up, God will give you glory. Everything that we experience, every buffering we face, we find that it's simple use for part of the God's plan in our, in our life. Everything that comes against you. Nothing happens to you unless God okays it. Paul's thorn was in the flesh. Physical pain. We're going to f- face physical pains. We're going to face emotional sufferings, depression, heart, heartache, loneliness. And then we're going to find it spiritually sometimes hit us. You may have doubts, but you mark it down. Don't give up. Endure through the end, and God will get the glory. We find that the buffering was continually. It didn't go away. Problems sometimes come, and they stay for an awful long time in our lives. We want them to move on. We want to get them over and get through with them. But God is going to give us a lesson in every one of those pains and suffering. God uses suffering to bring out the sin that we have in our life. Remember this, God does not need your strength. God simply calls for your obedience. He does not need any of our strength. He only wants us to be obedient. Verse 7, unless I should be exalted above measure. That means to be lit oneself above one's place. The blessing of God has been on Paul's life. Paul had a special meeting with God. He went to that third heaven. You know, if he said it was in the body or out of the body. And he said, for 14 years, this happened 14 years earlier, and Paul was quiet about this for 14 years. He was blessed by God, touched by God. There are times in our life that we had those special meetings with God, and I've had some special meetings with God, and God has done some great things in our life. God has strengthened us, not only physically, but also spiritually. Because he knows what lies ahead in our life. He knows what lies ahead in our path. And sometimes God will meet with us like he'd done Elijah under the juniper tree. Elijah battled and battled and battled. He was wore out. He laid down on that tree and he was about ready. And God comes and said, you go ahead and take a rest. God gave him a special time. Because he knew that there was heading ahead of him a battle that he needed to be rested for. God used this to help keep Paul humble. Pride goes before destruction. Halt to the spirit before fall. Every one of us here is capable of having pride in our lives tonight. And pride will destroy you. It will destroy me. It will destroy this church. We find that pride must go and faith must fill our hearts. In our dependency upon God. And we know that we can't do anything on our own. When you start believing that you can do it without God, you start believing that you can accomplish it without God, you don't need God, pride enters into your life. 
Paul realizes in the time of crisis, he was nothing more than a weak and frail human flesh. I wonder how weak are you tonight? You see, God is going to drain you down until nothing is left in your life that he might fill you with all the strength and power of him. You notice what these trials did to Paul. You notice what these uh, 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 situation in Paul's life, it drove him to his knees. God knows how to get you to your knees. God knows where to place. He, he knows how to get, get you down on your back looking unto him. The problem is, if life is easy, it, it, we'll forget to pray. If we got money in the bank, we, we don't lean on God. If everything falls in place, falls just right in our lives, we seem to forget about God. And the first thing that happens when you get like that, the first time thing that happens when you get like you don't need God, you get slack in your devotion, you get slack in your Bible reading, you get slack in weakness, and you, then you get slack in attending the church. A lot of times in our flesh, that old pride will build up and we think that we don't need God. We forget about the power of God, power of prayer. We forget about the word of God. We begin to neglect it. Trials drove him to his knees that he may have been a position that God wants all of us on our knees in him. He uses these trials to bring out the sin in your life. And he uses these trials in your life that you understand this. He don't need our strength, but he needs our obedience. And God wants us simply to stop trying and simply start trusting. That's when the power of God could be manifested a lot of the times we try too much. Troubles bring us to Jesus that we might depend on him. He, he deepens our dependence on him. That is why he said in verse 7, he said, There was given unto me. Understand that sufferings are a gift from God. How can a suffering be a gift of God? God would use the, the sufferings, yes, to bring us in a place that God can use us and God can fill us. It's to show us just how weak we are. It's to show us what God, Christ can do in our lives when we stop trying and just start trusting God. Amen. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. That, that word sufficient there means enough. He's telling Paul, I have uh, what you lack. Uh, uh, isn't that wonderful? We have a God that has everything that we lack in our strength and our ability and our capability. We have a God that has all that we need. Some of us have been trying for years and years to get over something in our past or trying to get over something in our life. The problem is you're trying. You ought to be just trusting. Trust God enough to say, God, 
I need what I'm lacking in my life, and I know that it's you that can feel it. I know that it's you that can take it. Oh, God, here I am. Feel me. You just got to start trusting God. Start, stop trying it on yourself. Bible says there's nothing impossible for God. Everything's impossible for me. Everything's impossible, impossible for me. He, he said my grace is sufficient. My grace is not sufficient. But God brought him through his trials and his suffering. God brought him through it all. If you're going to make it, just stop trying to do it on yourself and go to God. And start trusting him. Notice his strength was made perfect. Not in God's weaknesses. But in Paul's weakness. That means God gets the glory. From using the weak things of the world. Than he does to using the strong things of the world. God chose the weak things of the world. To shame the strong. How much glory can God get using Samson to do something in this world than using somebody like me to do some great feat in this world? God gets more glory by using those things that are weak. and He can accomplish much more through the weakness of this world than he can through the strong. And, and we know that when we see something happens that we say... <laughs> That's impossible. They can't do that. And we know that it was God accomplishing that through them. It's not in their power. It's not in their strength. But it's in the strength of God. Maybe you can look back in your past and you see some weak moments in your life where God brought you through. And you ask yourself, man, I don't know how I got through that. But God brought you through. And maybe somebody around you wondering, how in the world did you get through that? It was God. Just stop trying to do it on your own and just start trusting God. If we just start learning to trust God more and stop doing it ourselves, we'll be all listen to me. If you when you, if you get broken and pierced, you have to get broken and pierced before you can tap into the power of God. But none of us want to get broken. None of us want to get pierced. None of us want to face those things. But you'll never tap into the greatest power ever until you're broken and on your knees. At the weakest point of your life, at that weakest, darkest point of your life, that's when the power of God can show. And maybe you need to come to the altar tonight and say, Lord, I, I'm at my weakest, I'm at my darkest, I need to tap in the power of God. Or maybe you're just not weak enough yet. Anybody ever heard of Fanny Crosby? If ever power was shown of God, it was through her. Born in the 1800s, at a very young age, she had a disease and it attacked her eyes. And the doctor that was trying to help her really didn't help her. He caused her to go blind. She was blind at a very young age. Well, here's a girl that was blind at a very young age, and then her father passed away, and her mother had to go to work, so she's staying with her grandmother at a young age, and she lived above, just above slum. She struggled her life. She was blind. She couldn't do anything. 
But God reached down and touched that girl. God reached down and touched her and used her, and she wrote over 8,000 gospel songs. We've sung them here. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. We sing them here. We sing her songs, Blessed Assurance. We sing those songs, uh, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. Jesus is tenderly calling you. Those songs, God used this wonderful girl in her life in her darkest time, in her weakest time, and yet the power of God touched her and she done great things. And it's not her, it is the power of God in her. Let me say this. It's not who you are. It's whose you are. It's not your ability. It's your availability. It's not your fame, but it's your faith. Verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glorify in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasures in the affirmities and the reproach and necessities and persecution and distress and for God in Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul says I'm suffering for one reason and one reason only and that is for Christ. I'm suffering for the one that I belong to doesn't make sense when you are the weakest that you've ever been in your life that's when you are the strongest that's when you're the strongest that's when you're the strongest spiritually you'll ever be this only happens when you realize whose you are who you belong to we are broken we're a place where God can move in and move on us and move through us and move, use us. And he said about the power of God may rest upon me. When you are at your weakest, there is something that will rest upon you and give us the power that we need at the moment of our life. I love it. He said, he said as it, in my infirmities, in, in, in my uh, uh reproaches in my necessities in he's all those as i'm in them it's not i'm through them it's not they're around and he says i i'm in them right now i'm in that right when i'm weak then i'm strong paul realizes that god was just as real in the battle as he was before the battle, God, Paul realized that God is real in the infirmities than he was before infirmities. And through it all, through it all, Paul had peace. Paul had peace. Isn't it amazing you go through trials of life and things of life and the heartaches of life and you sometimes wonder, I don't know if y'all, I know y'all super Christians, but me, I go home, I lay in bed, and I, why me, Lord? Why me? I'm not able. I can't do this. And that's when I find that God is able, and God can do this. It's in my weakness when I find his strength. How weak are you tonight?
I weep. I'm not talking about puny. I'm just saying, how weak are you tonight that God can reach down and feel you? God can use you. You may be fighting something tonight. You may have been dealing with something tonight, and, and you've been struggling and struggling. You've been trying on your own. God said, hey, just, just stop trying and start trusting and let God take it. How weak are you tonight? 